We are well past the NHL quarter pole, and it's time for Steel and I's biggest surprises of the NHL season so far, good and bad, on the Wednesday episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Wednesday bets, of course, and all of the top news from around the league. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's get this paper. You're Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back inside the lab, everyone, to your daily source for fantasy hockey news. It's the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, and I am joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Steel Roden. And on this side of the microphone, it's your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. And sincere props, shout-outs, and thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We see and appreciate y'all, and we are doing it for y'all and yours fantasy team success. So make sure you smash that subscribe button and drop us a five-star review wherever you're listening to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Still, we're moving in a bit of slow mode today. That's because we're trying to stay up to date on all of this fantasy hockey news. But we are past the quarter pole officially now. All teams playing 25 games or more. Maybe not the Ottawa Senators for whatever reason they've been behind. But anyway, NHL GMs know what they're working with. And we now know kind of what we're working with a little bit. What's going on on the ice. There's some been some surprises to say the least. Both good and bad. Brock Besser, the Canucks, Flyers, Matty Beneers, the Kraken, Alex Ovechkin, no shortage of good and bad storylines to, to cover. I'm going to cover some. You're going to cover some. We're going to highlight some fantasy news. And, of course, Wednesday's Big Time Bets. Stay tuned for Thursday's episode where I'll be covering all of the latest injury updates that you'll need to know. So we'll cover that on tomorrow's episode. But, my friends, let's get to it. Steel, over to you, brother. Biggest surprises so far. You and I have a couple of here, a couple of the same ones here. So let's keep today short and sweet. You know, I love saying that these days. It never actually works out that way. But let's hear what you got. I'm excited. Big surprises. <laughs> let's hear it. Yeah, I've got three people or teams I want to talk about. Good, bad, and the ugly. And let's start off with the good. That's Brock Besser of the Vancouver Canucks. He's been absolutely stellar this entire season so far. 18 goals, 32 points in 28 games. And it's been very surprising in a good way to see the uh, success of Brock Besser so far this season because throughout his entire career, no matter if he misses a certain amount of games or plays close to 82, he's always been a consistent 45, 55-point uh, player every single season in the eight years he's been in the NHL, or seven years because he only played nine games in 2016, 2017. But he's been on fire this year, and he's been doing it all over the ice, especially in the offensive zone, on the power play. He's got eight power play goals. He continues to shoot the, pl uh, the puck, 73 shots on net. Um, you know, he's shooting at a 24.7 uh, shooting percentage right now for the Vancouver Canucks. And this is why one of the reasons why they've been so successful so far this season. Every single player, uh, you know, obviously the guys that they've had on the team for the last couple of seasons, but even the guys that they've brought in the off this offseason, Sam Lafferty, Niels Hoaglander, who's yeah. been brought up. Uh, you know, back and forth over the couple of seasons. He's been a great addition so far this year. All the people on the blue line that are helping 
uh, Quinn Hughes as well. Philip Ronek, we've talked about a yeah. lot so far yes, on this on this podcast over the last two months. He's been very significant part, obviously getting back Thatcher Demko to his true form mm-hmm. and a competent backup goaltender and Casey to Smith who can come yeah. in and get some wins for the Vancouver Canucks as well. Mm-hmm. But you got to show credit to Brock Besser because he's been very surprising in, in a in a great way so far for the Canucks this season. Got to be on the list, and I think he goes hand-in-hand. Hand. I've copped out a couple of ways here, Steele, because some of my disappointments and my surprises, good and bad, surprises, good and bad, sorry, I should say, you know, it involves the team and a player, and I think that kind of makes sense. So for me, I literally read at the top of my list for good surprises, Canucks and Besser. Uh, Canucks have scored seven more goals than the next closest team in the NHL to lead the league at 107 over teams like the Avalanche, Lightning, Kings, Stars, Devils, and others. If anyone predicted that, let alone their success, I need to know what they're drinking, smoking, or tapping into because predicting that would have been really, really impressive. So shout out to the Canucks, shout out to Brock Besser, and here's my take on this. When I started covering the NHL professionally, Steel, watching Brock Besser shoot the puck when he was 20 years old, I was ready to say that this guy could score three, 400 goals in the NHL. He had wicked release, lethal speed on his shot, and that's the kind of shot that you don't have to have much the rest of your game going and you can still be effective, both fantasy and otherwise. And he was the victim of injuries, inconsistent play perhaps of the inability to stay in the lineup. And we know he had his father pass at a very poignant time in his life. There was some of that personal drama. He was dealing with mental health problems. All of those seem to have been rectified. You mentioned it. It's great to see. He seems like a good dude. Not like that matters anyhow in fantasy. The Vancouver Canucks, though, pretty impressive so far this season, sitting right there alive in that Pacific division. Definitely a surprise steal. But if you're okay with it, I'm going to talk about one of my surprises since you covered one of them as well in this Philadelphia Flyers squad. I wrote a little bit about this today for Dauber Hockey. I mentioned it yesterday. They're one of the best road team in the league. So this is how I preamble this deal. Most winning teams in the NHL, Stanley Cup-wise, have a few distinguishing characteristics. And no, I'm not saying the Philadelphia Flyers are going to be winning a cup this year or even the next couple, but they are very much pointed in the right direction. And here's why. Winning teams can win on the road. Winning teams have balanced attack. Winning teams have a good goalie, strong special teams, and the ability to get it done in the defensive end. And when you look at the Philadelphia Flyers, fifth best penalty kill, one of the best road teams in the business, rolling balanced three lines of veterans and good young talent. They're getting it from Carter Hart, and they allow the fourth or fifth least shots on net per game. We don't like talking about John Tortorella, but this team (laughs) sitting in third, one point back of second in that Metro division steal, definitely a big, big surprise. And and we've talked a little bit about the, you know, the resurgence and, you know, getting back Sean Couturier and Cam Atkinson into the lineup. It's it's almost revitalized some of their young guys that we've talked about and Travis Konechny, Joel Farabee, especially uh, that I've talked about, you know, Looking back to last season, you again, I've said this so many times, you could see the frustration on that player's face every single game almost. And it just seems like now that they have a, you know, a little bit more calmer presence, veteran presence now sure. in those two players, it seemed that they're on the right track. John Tortorella has done a fine job, a pretty, uh, a damn good job this season so far, yeah. getting these Flyers back on track. I know over the last yeah. couple of seasons, there's been so much trade talk uh, you know, especially on the blue line, Travis Sanheim's name's been out there a couple of times, even though he's been 
really good so far for the Flyers. So, yeah, it's been very surprising to see that you're not seeing the typical Metropolitan teams uh, in the top three that we've seen over the last four or five seasons. Hey, this is one of those exact reasons why we do surprises. And look, fantasy takeaway, (laughs) Travis Konechny, great season. Travis Sanheim, great season. You mentioned the veterans bouncing back, even guys like Joel Farabee bouncing back. But there's interesting young pieces here too, Steele. I talked a lot about Noah Cates last year. He had a bad start, then he got hurt. Morgan Frost, Tyson Forster, Bobby Brink. There are good young names here in Philly. Carter Hart is playing well. You have to recognize that this is no longer a bad team. I think one of the things that you and I try to bring up on the regular is don't be afraid to look at teams that you may not have over the last couple of years for fantasy value. And now Philadelphia is really proving that exact point because I don't even think they're a pushover anymore, Steel. They're really looking like I'm not ready to actually go all the way home and say that they are a playoff team because this might be a little bit of a flash in the pan hot start. And there are some teams in that Metro as in the New Jersey Devils who have had a bit of a slow start to the season. So let's see how the rest of the season shakes out. But there are a lot of positive signs happening for this Philadelphia Flyers team. Not so much for some other situations that I want to talk about with you after the break steal. I got some surprises, but on the other side of the fence, we're going to talk about that. And of course, end of the show, we're paying these money Christmas holiday bills with bets, baby. But today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Make sure the next time you're buying tickets to your favorite event isn't a stressful experience with the Game Time app. There's all the upcoming events in your area from concerts, playoff games, last minute deals, flash deals, zone deals. You find everything easy, quick, and affordable for all the events in your area on Game Time. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive, all in prices that show you the total up front. So you know you're getting a great deal without any hidden fees. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem. L O C K O N N H L twenty dollars off. You'll get with that code. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Big news from Locked On. They've launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. I know, 24-7. They bring you, they're here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts from Locked On, plus the national shows covering every single league, league. So make sure you go to Locked On today, Sports Day on YouTube, and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel and thank you so much for making the locked on fantasy hockey podcast your first listen every single day continue to hit the subscribe leave a follow and a five-star review we really do appreciate all that love and support you show us and i'm going to show some uh some support to this player because he's gonna have he's gonna need some right now this holiday season yeah i'm just gonna move right down one spot in that metropolitan division to the Washington Capitals. And I want to talk about Alex Ovechkin because this is not the Alex Ovechkin, the great eight that we've known for so many years now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's honestly just been very disappointing to see uh, the production that he's put up so far this year, five goals, 16 points in 25 games actually still leads the Washington Capitals and points so far this year but he's got a shooting percentage of 5.6 so Ugh. far an all-time career low for him but he's still shooting the puck 
He's still a banger league beauty. He brings the hits. He's got 45 hits. He gets yep. penalty minutes. He shoots the puck, but he's not scoring. And that's it. That's his go-to that he's a goal mm-hmm. scorer. He's been one of the most prolific, if not the most prolific goal scorer in the NHL all yes. time. And I yes. know he's still chasing Wayne Gretzky for the all-time goal leader, but still he, we talked about that at length. Um, and it's just surprising because Washington Capitals, they're third in the Metropolitan Division, yet yeah. they have the worst power play in the league right now mm-hmm. at 8.22 percent. They're hey. not getting any uh, they're not getting anything done on special teams. It's been brutal for the Washington Capitals. And here are, here's where I'm going to bring it back to the fantasy realm. His average draft position says 44.6, which is the fourth round, which I don't even know if I want to believe that because in yeah. all of the leagues I'm in this season, he's been taking he's been taken 25th or earlier in the yeah, draft. So I don't sure, know yeah. if I believe that, but let's go with that. But even so, even if he was taken in those, uh, it, it, you know, from 20th to 45th in that realm, he's barely cracking the top 150 mm-hmm. players for fantasy points this season, even yeah. with all the peripherals that he's bringing. And that's why I'm so high. Uh, you know, to use an example as in JT Miller again, that's why I'm so high on JT Miller right now because he fills all of those peripherals and right. brings it on the power play and gets the goals and gets the assists and gets the banger league penalty minutes. Right now, Alex Ovechkin, he's not scoring goals. His points are at an all-time low right now for uh, on pace for this season or mm-hmm. uh, pace throughout his career. And it's been very disappointing, especially for GMs out there who drafted him in the fourth, third, or second round. You're You're not getting... Uh, nearly uh, the amount of uh, production you would expect out of this player. One of those maybe main topics that have come up when you and I have looked at the Metro division over the last season and a half, and you know what I'm about to say, is those windows for winning, closing, slamming shut, if you will, in both Pittsburgh and Washington. And I know Washington has had a pretty good start overall, but you can't really say the same for Pittsburgh. And now Washington, as much as, and I think we poked holes in this winning stretch by saying they have the same amount of goals scored steal at 62 than the San Jose Sharks, the worst in the league. So shout out to Charlie Lindgren and some of other these grinders and on the blue line getting it done for this Washington team. I don't know if Ovi is fully cooked yet. I need to see the rest of this season play out, but you can't help but feel steel that he's going to start to really decline. Also, and I know Nick Backstrom, wasn't the same Nick Backstrom over the last number, like two or three years of Backstrom of old. This was his boy on and off the ice. That was his guy in terms of chemistry and feeding him the puck. And I know they had been split up a lot over the last couple of years and Backstrom had injuries, whatever. Having him out of the lineup, having the rest of this core age, and then when you look at what's in the mix in the top nine in Washington, it's not pretty, and you have to then rely on a guy like Charlie Lindgren because your supposed number one Darcy Kemper can't get it done. I don't even know how this team has as many wins as they do. Keep your eyes peeled on Alex Ovechkin because uh, I don't know, Steele. I'm unsure. I'm worried. I'll leave it at that. I'm worried. Yeah, I'm very worried about Alex Ovechkin and for anyone who has him right now. Maybe this could be a good time to buy at a low price for a guy Probably. like Alex Ovechkin who does – like I said, the other peripheral stats right now and hits, shots, yep. penalty minutes, and so on and so forth. And I know yeah. moving on, let's move on to this last team or last team for myself, but I know we both want to talk about mm-hmm. this Seattle Kraken team. So I want to hear from you first because sure. I was just rambling at the mouth about Ovi, but this Seattle cream, this Seattle Kraken team has been very, very bad, especially from what we saw last year. 
Yeah, and speaking of scoring, you know, a lot of the games last year, I think you uh, recently, Martin Jones has been in the conversation a little bit for being able to put up a lot of wins last year, <laughs> yet having really bad numbers because this Kraken team was bailing him out and scoring a lot of goals. You know, the numbers are down on the power play. Overall, they only have 73. That's sixth most in the league, right near the bottom. So this Seattle Kraken team is underachieving, and that has to go with my other disappointment so far. One of my biggest disappointments is Matty Beniers. And I get it. 13 points in 29 games yeah. isn't exactly horrible. but And it's not his fault that they gave him the Rookie of the Year award, the Calder Trophy. But that's the standard I'm going to hold you to when you win that trophy. And I understand mm-hmm. that he is still, what's he, 21 years old? 21 years old, Steele, just turned 21, 21 as well. And he only has 119 games in the NHL uh, in which he scored nearly 80 points. So I'm not saying write him off. I'm not saying he's yeah. like a drop player, although I know a lot of people have. Keeper Dynasty, still very relevant and in a lot of leagues, still relevant. And the team has underperformed. He's on the list for biggest disappointments when you're coming off nearly a 60-point season last year. You got the Calder. You got your team into the playoffs. They had a really good year last year. The team's not scoring. The team's underachieving. And a bit of that has to do with Matty Beneers, and it's reflected in his offensive and fantasy production so far. Yeah, it has. And I'm going to talk more on a basis of the team overall, but Matty Beneers has been a very disappointing and significant part uh, for why this team's been playing so poor they've lost eight games in a row uh over the last three weeks uh going back to late november they're 28th in the league for goals for 29th in the league for goals against they are dealing with a ton of injuries so i'll give them i'll you know i'll I'll mention that real quick because andre burkowski has been out pretty much the entire season Jaden Schwartz, who's been playing, who was playing really good for the first mm-hmm. month of the year. He's on the IR. Philip Grubauer is on the IR. Justin Schultz is day-to-day. They've dealt with some significant injuries to certain to uh certain players. I know Jared McCann's missed a little bit of, you know, a couple yeah. of games with injury as well. But especially going back to Matty Beneers, he the, the the pressure seems to be getting to Beneers a lot this season because could be, like yeah. we talked about, he's he's one of the youngest guys on the team. He's 21 years old. He's the top center right now. He's uh, he's the top forward uh, playing the most amount uh, of getting the most amount of average uh, ice time every single game. I believe at 18 and a half, 19 minutes a game at 21 years old, the pressure seems to be getting to him. He's only got four goals a season. He's a minus 20, a team worst. And, yeah. and looking at the Seattle Kraken overall, this Good is their point, third Gil. season in the league. You go back yep. to the first year they were uh, to three, three, uh, three years ago. We didn't expect much out of them. 20, they finished 27, 49, and 6, pretty much bottom of the barrel that season. And then compared their first year to their second year where they finished 46, 28, and 8. They went toe-to-toe with, the at the time, the defending champion Colorado Avalanche, beat yeah. them in a seven-game series, and then True. again toe-to-toe against the Dallas Stars where they lost in a seven-game series. A really series. good so Stars team. There were big team. expectations for Really good stars team. So there were some big expectations for the Seattle Kraken coming into the season. Uh, I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak about my uh, speak on myself. <laughs> I had big, yeah. big expectations on this team, and right now they are just letting me down. Uh, letting me down very, uh, very uh, significantly. I, like I couldn't be more disappointed on how this team has played. And like I said, they've had a couple of injuries to some key players, but that shouldn't be uh, that shouldn't be that shouldn't be the most prominent. Uh, you know, feature of why they're losing these games right now. We've seen a few teams this season, 
in the Edmonton Oilers, Minnesota Wild, who have gone on significant losing streaks, even go to last year with the New York Islanders. They've lost, you know, eight or the, the Flyers, I believe it was. They lost eight games twice in a season. Uh, it was just, it, it's, this is something that a team cannot go through if they want to be a playoff caliber team. And right now, the Seattle Kraken aren't. Joey Decord and Chris Drager in net, uh, not going to yeah. get it done either, Steele. So, hey, we'll see what happens with this Kraken team. So far, disappointing for sure. And that's a surprise for me. Uh, both Beneers and the team overall. Not a surprise. Steel's looking fire with a new haircut. We're back in a big way. I got one more surprise, <laughs> and it is on the disappointing side. Let's talk about it right after the break with Big Time Bets, and we'll wrap this bad boy up with a little holiday bow. Holiday special with the Big Time Bets. This episode is brought to you by the Sleeper app. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Nathan McKinnon could score 50 goals. The New York Rangers could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. Fans can also play Daily Fantasy, NFL, NBA, MLB, CFB on the Sleeper app. And we love that group chat, team chat functionality in the app, chirping each other, messing, messing with each other's picks. We love, uh, we love the banter, and we love seeing everybody win out there. And entries can be made in under a minute. All you have to do is pick on studs like McDavid, Ovechkin, Crosby, McKinnon, Matthews, Hellebuck. If they record more or less on their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more on the app. To win a 100-time bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats on the night. And you heard me locked on Fantasy Hockey fans. You can win a 100 times your money playing daily Fantasy Hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your pick so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and location availability. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Continue to hit the subscribe, leave a follow, and a five-star review. And we appreciate all that love and support you show us every single day. We're going to we're gonna get to big-time bets very, very quickly. But one last yep. surprising, disappointing player or team that Flip wants to talk about. It's got to be, steal the Ottawa Senators. We can't talk about disappointments and big surprises this team is in last place and is only three points up on the San Jose Sharks. Considering all of the names in the mix offensively, they add Tarasenko. Chikrin on a full healthy season with Ottawa. Jake Sanderson stepping out. Thomas Shabbat on the back end. They bring in Corpus Solo. Lots to like up front with Timmy Stutz and Brady Kachuk and obvious names in Norris and my boy Drake Batherson. Norris has been disappointing as well, Steele. Big surprise for me. Yeah. But this team sitting where they are, I understand the game. Like, what are the games in hand? Because that was a bit of an interesting one. There they are played, seven. They played 22 games. They've got like five games, six games in hand. Seven games in hand on the Buffalo Sabres who have played 29. So maybe we need <laughs> to remember that a little bit. But considering they are at the bottom of yeah. the Atlantic and near the bottom of the entire league with teams like the Blue Jackets, Blackhawks, and San Jose Sharks. I think that's all that needs to be said about this. And I looked into their numbers. I don't really understand how they're losing so many games because I really don't think they've been overall that bad. The goaltending has been an issue. They've had some bad injuries to key pieces. The blue line's been banged up, so maybe it's been those. 
but I just had to come on here. One, it makes me feel good to say that it's a big surprise and that they've been disappointing steals. So we're going to get that off the chest right now, but it's a fact and it's been a surprise. So that's how it is. Yeah, I'm not sure how the Locked On Sens boys are going to take that one, but they have been very disappointing this year. Below 500 team, barely a 500 team, but like you said, they've got a they've got some uh, they've got five, six, seven games in hand at on teams in their division and in their conference. So yep. let's see them climb up the climb up the board first, and you know see where they're at uh, in the new year at the start of the new year. But let's get over to big time bets where the yep. money is made. Many, many games on for Wednesday night. I've got three picks, mm-hmm. uh, a lock of the night. Flip's got three picks and a lock of the night. Flip, would you like me to rattle off a few of my picks, uh, or would you like to start us off? Hit me with all three because I got a same-game parlay for uh, Wednesday's action. Only five games on the slate. By the way, we've had some uh, recent comment on the YouTube channel getting chirped for not knowing that Samuel Urson was going to be in net last night ahead of goalies being announced and we record early my friends so make sure you're double checking who's in net sorry that we said it was carter hart (laughs) samuel urson goes in this is what happens when you record a day early but we appreciate the feedback but stay up go ahead steel three picks on the parlay for tonight first pick gotta go with my boys that i've been very very Uh high on that i Talked about them a few episodes ago. They've been playing great. They're closing out games now. They're scoring more goals. I'm starting with those New York Islanders on the money line against the Anaheim Ducks, who have been very bad over the last, you know, stretch of games, two weeks even. Islanders on the money line. They're 7-2-1 in their last 10 games. They've been hot. They're at home. They won against the Maple Leafs the other day. They're going to continue to keep the ball rolling against those Anaheim Ducks. So first pick, Islanders money line. Second pick, uh, the, the LA Kings get back home after a uh, tough road stretch. You know, they hadn't lost any games yeah. and then they yep. lose to the Islanders. They lose to the Rangers. They get back home. They're playing those Winnipeg Jets who could be without, actually will be without Kyle Connor. I'm going to take the Kings on the money line at home against those uh, Winnipeg Jets. And then the final pick of the night, I'm going to take the Sabres and Avalanche over six and a half. This one's yeah. a little bit of a coin toss looking at their sure. last 10 matchups. Yep. They've uh, five games have gone over the number. Five games have gone under the number. So it's a little uh-huh. bit of a coin toss. But look, I watched that Avalanche uh, Flames game the other day. There yeah. were goals coming left, right, and center. It seemed like every 30 seconds. I think I can expect a little bit more from the Avalanche and Sabres in this contest. So I'm going to take the over six and a half. But the lock of the night is the Islanders on the money line against the Ducks. I'm unsure if you saw it. Speaking about that Colorado-Calgary game, I'm sure if you saw the comments from Miko Rantanen after the game steal about they were asking why he looked a little bit <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? Apparently one of the yeah, dads... Well, apparently one of the Finnish I think dads... Was, uh, I think it was Arturi Lekkonen. Okay, was apparently chirping him. No, I, I don't know who it was. Somebody was chirping him. There. It was, it it was, was Arturi Lekkonen's dad. It was Arturi okay. Lekkonen's dad. <laughs> well, uh, he's fired up, and that Colorado team, I think, has awoken now after two bad games, yeah. losing against Philly and Winnipeg. They've been up and down over the last 10 or 12 games. But I got a same-game parlay here still because I did find tonight's board a little bit tricky to navigate. So I'm going to keep it short, sweet, and simple. Avalanche have an 8-2-0 record over their last 10 games against this squad. I'm loving this spot for the Avs at home. Uh, Look, the odds aren't great. That's why I'm doing a same-game parlay. This also feels like an over, and I know the head-to-head numbers are only 5-5. Both of these teams score a lot of goals, and right now actually seemingly both allow a lot of goals. 
I know Avalanche's uh, offense has struggled. Anyhow, over feels like the move. I really like it. McCarr, any time point. My goodness, Gail McCarr. I almost <laughs> went, if it's 1.5 steal, uh, because he had two in his last game, sometimes the recent game performance affects those lines. I'd be okay shifting over to any time assist. Eight goals, 28 assists for 36 points this year. Kale McCarr is one of those players, right along with McDavid and Crosby, that seemingly hit on player props for me all the time. Not a tangible thing for success, but I like Kale McCarr in this spot. That is the same game parlay, and if it had to be a lock of the night, it would be the avalanche on the money line. I like the same game parlay. I like the fact that we're both taking the over because that makes me a lot more confident heading into Wednesday's Uh-oh. game. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. And again, go check out Locked On. They've launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. They're here for you 24-7 with local local experts of Locked On, plus covering the national shows in every single league. Uh, so go to Locked On Sports Day on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Thank you again so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.